What's up, Smoke Aokis? This is Floyd. And you we're back with Evan. <laughs> and Brandon. Uh, there's more to the damn intro, Floyd. Not in my world, not my reality. <laughs> hey, what are they listening to right now, Floyd? Smoke Aokis, they know the fuck they're listening to. Well, how? what if this is their first episode? Uh, hi. And they're just like, hey, I'm Floyd. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. If you are a first-time listener, <laughs> we love free shit. That's the that's the thing, yeah. Uh, if you're a rich first time listener, cash is queen. <laughs> Cold, hard cash. Very progressive of you. Cash <laughs> is queen, dude. I'm with it. I will be. I will be a progressive ass house husband for the right you know amount of money. That's that's good. Uh, I guess we should get into the intro content. Oklahoma's premier cannabis oh, that's podcast. That's the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, we are here this week. Uh, despite a little rambling intro, we got something really cool that we have been cooking up for like. Two, three weeks longer than that, but that's how long we've been working on it on and off. That is our long-awaited Nature's Key interview. Yeah, yeah man, we got time. We got to pop on over to their HQ, um, meet with a, a couple of the high-level brass, if you would. Uh, we got the interview, you know, um, where they they break down their mission, you know, the mission of the company, and uh, like purity of the product and stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff there. There was a lot to go over, really. It smelled good. It smelled oh. great. Yeah, yes, it, smelled it really did, good. man. Oh, so I just fruity and sour, tangy. I don't know. It smelled like yeah. nature's key. My we favorite get- part, and it's probably, it goes to show that my, my, my weirdness. I loved seeing those silicone molds that they put the gummies in. Something about that was just very like visually pleasing to me. I would like to just have those and I'm gonna like stick them to my body. Never mind. Yeah, you're <laughs> weird. It's that autism coming through man my favorite part were those belgium chocolate bars man oh yeah uh, those looked so good Oof. and they was- they went with the belgium chocolate uh specifically because other other brands don't and for the fat content and everything for that consistency throughout the product and everything uh, what, what wait what were the all right who are the i i'm so bad with names what were the what was the name again uh the guy we met there joe and nathan yeah, yeah, Joe Nate. Okay, yeah, good dudes. They were good guys. It was the communications, I believe. He might not have been the communications director. I didn't get his title, but it was like the big boss was Nathan, and then the yeah. the guy below him was, I believe, Joe. And they were both really cool guys. Yeah, yeah. They get to uh, they we get their titles in the interview. Yeah, Uh, you might have guessed, dear listener, but this is a coming in hot episode for me, at least. <laughs> I'm always uh, coming on. in hot. And on that note, what are you smoking on, Blake? Oh, me. Oh, shit. Shit. I'm first. Okay. What am I smoking on? It's a uh, platinum Gorilla Glue. Uh, mm. I, I don't know. I can't really give you the nose on it. My, because I fucking That's suck astonishing that. coming from you. Hey. Look at that thing. That thing. Hey. Fucking... <laughs> Kid asked me if you were flying a kite one day. Oh, you motherfucker. I know. Anyway, no, I'm just stupid with it. <laughs> I don't know what smells are. I can't describe them. It's like, mm, oh, this one smells like socks or this one smells like an orange face. It smells like weed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, uh, I usually like Gorilla Glues, and this one was platinum, so that's usually good, right? Man, yeah. That means that means it's better um, than regular. Bird, <laughs> I believe Birdman from uh, Cash Money Millionaires had a platinum football field. He claimed that in a song. No, as you do. But, no. Yeah. A platinum. See, that seems like something that would make it worse because you need the turf. 
Yeah, I know. How are you going to grip? You're just going to slide everywhere. You might as well be playing hockey. <laughs> CT after one game. Just <laughs> oh, okay. the smell on Man, it smells like weed, man. It's kind of, you know, one of those ones that kind of smells a little, little fruity, a little, little musky. Um, fuck. Where's my lighter? There it is. Is that a... Like, uh, like did Evan take my lighter through <laughs> the fucking video somehow? You know, I was fishing in my pocket uh, just yesterday, and there was one missing the child safety thing, and then I knew. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I have six lighters right now, and none of them went missing. Like, <laughs> Coinciding with my departure from your home. <laughs> I'm also smoking out of the uh, Smoking Okies bong. Yeah, Shout out. man. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, was that was that you might have said this already, Blake? Was that a stability dram that I saw? The band, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's why I figured you didn't bring it up, but I wanted to make sure. Oh, he's got his cough button. Right? I hit that mute button. Good job. Yeah, that was that was tight as fuck. We're no. learning. But what I was saying is, I, I was smoking out of that smoking Okie's bong with the big old Mario head on it because Frank Green has sadly he has passed. He's gone. Frank Green has passed, but I could not stand not having a one gram challenge bowl. So we went to some vape shop in Yukon, and uh, I think it's just called Vape Now or something. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> but they had this. It is literally it's just Super Mario. It's a blue Super Mario, and it holds like a gram and a half. So now we have the one and a half GC. That's what I was just going to say. The bowl definitely had no, no disrespect to the dead, of course, but that thing has a nicer, deeper bowl than Frank did. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's Mario. And it's Mario. Yeah. And it's Mario. Oh man, guys, speaking of games, midnight tonight. Oh, 11 o'clock PM tonight in our yeah. time zone, buddy. Oh, man, be, that makes me happy. Yeah. I'll be playing NBA 2k 21, oh. not 2k 22. I've already got it pre-installed. Elden Ring, baby. I might have to wait, but yeah. We can come back to the Elden Ring if you want, but uh, uh, we we can power through this while we're smoking. What are you guys Uh, smoking on? Because this stuff is good. I'm fucked up right now. I've been, I've been, I'm, yeah, I'm just high. Listen, I'm the rambly high right now, so I need to shut up and let you guys talk is what I'm saying. You can go right ahead, Floyd, if you like. All right, yeah. Uh, good day, Mike. I'm smoking English rain. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> Oi. Wait, that's Oi. actually a British thing. Yeah, no. Uh, um, Donk is shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're doing the thing. The thing. It's the thing. I said it in Australian. Come on. I thought it was funny. I got a good laugh. I know. That's a good eye, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm smoking uh, English rain is what it's called. Never heard of that stream. Um, ah, man, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of jumping on that train of like the names are just <laughs> all kind of pointless anymore. Like, uh, <laughs> it's good. Depression. It's weed. It's a. Uh, it's pretty good weed. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's no, it, yeah. I can't really like. I don't really taste like a huge difference in weed ever. So, um, it smells good. It smells kind of like fruity, but. Yeah, I guess this is what English rain smells like. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what an English rain smells like. Yeah, I don't either. I've never been out of the country. Shitty cars. Yeah. Well, if uh, was it was it whitest kids you know, or was it the Mitchell and Webb look that had the cum trees? Uh, 
No, that's skit. just dogwood trees in general. I know, but one of those shows oh. made a skit about it where like it, there were super rich people in like the old timey, you know, where they're wearing <laughs> those big dresses and suits and oh. shit. And they're like, oh, hello, we have these trees brought in, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then they're like, <laughs> My dear, that smells like cum, you know. <laughs> you know you what the fuck you're talking about? A Mitchell and uh, Webb skit called Linden Trees Smell of Cum. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Mitchell and Webb look, it's for the listeners that don't know, is a uh, it's uh, an English like sketch comedy show. It's so yeah. funny. It's so fucking fun. Well, I guess if you like dry British humor, it's funny. But that's a good one. They're talking about the cum one trees. With, is that the peep show dudes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I always confuse them with the little Britain guys. Those peep show dudes are great because, like, it seems like such an unlikely partnership because you got this one dude that he basically looks like a pug, and then the other guy is, like, a pretty good-looking, like, dude. I don't know. I like those guys. They're funny. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm just, yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about peep show. I need to watch it again because I want to talk about Super Hans. But Fucking, yeah, uh, he's the best. <laughs> You've Not got kidding. kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good ass show. And it used to have the Harvey Danger song as the intro, which is an instant yeah. in my book. Yeah. For a couple seasons, they had it. And I think, no, that was, they switched to that one. Cause I remember when I binged it, I was like, Oh, holy shit. Harvey Danger. Oh no. I think that was the first song they had. Wasn't it? Then I they thought they had, had it two. and they don't, or maybe yeah. they could have sworn they had it and then they didn't. Was it the flagpole set a song or whatever? Yeah. Or maybe they didn't have it and then they got it because it's the opposite of married with children because they had the Sinatra and they lost it. Right. Oh, they did for like the streaming and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember people were bitching in the DVD days, even the DVDs didn't come with the theme song. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The, I, the state was like that when you bought the DVD set, like a lot of the skits didn't have the music because they, it was from MTV for however long ago. And they, I don't know if they released it under a different license or what, but yeah, like they didn't have a, what's that one song? Uh, oh my God, is it the girl from the Pixies, her other band? Cannonball. Cannonball. Yeah, yeah that, that song specifically, I remember being cut out of the skit where they're like running around in their underwear the whole time. That's a shame. More Kim Deal's voice so better. God damn it. That's what we like here on Smoke and Oki's yeah. podcast. Hey, you and know I, what? Weed. I get to be the guy this week who says, you guys going to ask what I'm smoking? What oh. you smoking? Hey, hey, Evan. Hey, Yo. hey, what are you smoking? Hey, thanks for asking. I've got <laughs> some Zach's cake. I got this over the Super Bowl, actually, since it's been a minute we record. This is a rarity for me. Half ounce dram. Pick that up because a better bud had hundred dollar ounces all day on Super Bowl day. So mm, I got me nice. a fifty dollar OZ of this, and I've been smoking it. And since you guys were talking about how you couldn't like come up with good tastes and shit, I was trying to think about mine while I was smoking it. And uh, my best thing, best description is sour. It's kind oh, of yeah. sour. Yeah. And it's also, I, I left the dram open, so it's very dry, but that's not a better bud's fault. Floyd, don't you like sours? Yeah, I like sour. And I actually, I prefer weed being dry. Like I like grinding it. I don't, I don't know when it's all sticky. It's hard, like, I just get annoyed. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I'm with you on that because it also, you can snap it easier. Yeah. Now, uh, I actually said that exact thing before on Reddit that I prefer really dry bowls and uh, the native veteran guy. Uh, oh, my God, I should. His name is escaping me right now. But the native veteran guy came in and said, well, that, that you know, kills the terps and taste and shit. So uh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe wonder. 
Wait, what kills the chirps? I, I blacked out. <laughs> um, it's uh, the the gentleman from Native Veteran messaged me on Reddit and said that apparently if you like a real dry bowl like me, where it's yeah. all crumbly, that he says that that makes the high not as good and it, the taste because oh. the chirps go away. Okay. I could see oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's I could it. totally see that. It also makes sense on why his stuff is all fucking so sticky. Like I swear, they, I'm gonna say it again. They grow moon rocks over there, at Native Veteran. Uh, yeah, their new stuff's coming out at the beginning of the month too. Looks crazy. Oh, dude, I can't wait. In March, right? Something like that. I can't wait to try Windwalker 2.0. I cannot wait. Hey, not a sponsor. I think we should say that because <laughs> I'm talking about this Windwalker a lot. Oh. That's just one of the ones we like a lot. Yeah. Of oh, many. Well, guys, with that, um, we got our water smoking done. Is there? Should we should we give the listeners their interview? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it, the interview is coming, you know, straight from the uh, the source itself as to you know Nature Skis, uh, their mission, their products, you know, what they want to get out there, the, the the type of company they are. So I think we should let them just speak for themselves, right? So here you go. All right, what's up, Smoking Okies? We are here with a very special show. We get to sit down with Joe Hager and Nathan, I oh, forget your last name. Richter. Nathan Richter yeah. of Nature's Key. Uh, they, they gave us a tour of their facility, and today for our listeners, they're going to go over a bit of the company, the company's mission, and uh, just what they want to do in this cannabis industry, how they want to help the patients. So thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, guys. Joining us. Yeah. Uh, so, this is like the second on-site we've done, and the last time it was with an on-friend, so we're going to have a lot of little stops and starts like this. Yeah. All, good, all good, all <laughs> good. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we could just... Do the easy thing, start at the beginning. Yeah. Like, how did both of you get involved in cannabis for wellness? And Sure. So I guess I'll, I'll begin. Um, my name's Joe Hager. I'm one of the founders of Nature's Key. And my connection with Oklahoma is that I actually went to university here. Uh, in the course of that, one of my very dearest friends and uh, my best man at my wedding, uh, <laughs> he uh, happens to be brother with uh, Nathan over here on my left. And uh, Nate definitely knew my journey with cannabis. In short, um, I went through uh, five herniated discs, uh, went through a year of chronic pain, got hooked on painkillers like so many people do and uh, I came to a point in my life when I said if I keep going down this journey I'll kill myself mm -hmm. so um, I made the choice at that time uh, unfortunately um, one of my friends was going through a medical journey and uh, wasn't as lucky as me he passed and that was my wake-up call to flush those pills to uh, turn my recreational style of medicating over to a truly medicinal point and I credit that and Bitcoin yoga was saving my life. Um, so when medical cannabis came about, Nate, knowing this story, um, he gave me a call and said, would you like to be a part of this journey? Um, we are very confident that this is going to pass and uh, we want to carve out the edible space and really make a name for ourselves in that. So that's uh, kind of how it all got started and, and why I'm sitting here in this room. So Nate, you want to give your story? Yeah, well, appreciate you guys having us on. Uh, I'm Nathan Richter. I'm the uh, current CEO of uh, Nature's Key, and it's it's interesting to me. Um, in a number of interviews and a number of conversations, it seems like cannabis is the only place, really the only industry, where people start with 
why are you in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you go talk to a doctor. It's like, why'd you go to med school? We already kind of know. Uh, if you go talk to a CPA, an accountant, or anybody else, it's like, how'd you end up in this industry? Well, you kind of already know their path and why they were there. But with cannabis being um, as new as it is, and frankly, as um, as stigmatized as it is, right. um, you know, people oftentimes want to know, how did you end up in this industry? And so... Um, I love the question because I think it really provides some context for people. Uh, for me, my journey came from um, the military. I, I'm a service veteran. I served in Afghanistan in 2003 and 2004. Um, <clears throat> and what I like to tell people is if, if you've never served in the military um, or you know somebody who has served in the military, then you know the mindset of a soldier um, is oftentimes mission first mm -hmm. and you know duty first it really sounds like somebody i know <laughs> and, and uh you know what we don't realize is the the hidden scars that a lot of soldiers bring home with them even if they never served in a war zone um, when they go to basic training or their basic um, course within the military they're um for lack of a better word indoctrinated they're indoctrinated into the idea that 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 they put themselves behind other people and that they serve their country and the, or their state. Um, and so with that comes a lot of mental struggles and challenges with, you know, are you willing to lay down your life? The fact that you have this beautiful, precious gift of breath, are you willing to give that up for somebody you don't even know? Um, and what we find is when soldiers come back from war or they get out of the, out of the service, um, assimilating back into a civilian culture that is not necessarily as, um, as mentally disciplined as the military has their soldiers be, um, they struggle. They struggle with assimilating. They struggle with the scars and the, uh, and the trauma that, that came from serving. And so um, for me, that's what happened. I, I served in Afghanistan and, and I came back and, and did my best to assimilate back into society. And I th think overall, I did a fairly good job of that. But those scars crept up and the PTSD started to, to come through. And it came through in the form of anger and, and really some rage and things that that when it creeps up, I call it a storm. When you feel that storm kind of brewing up, yeah, there's yeah. no real way to cope with that. And, and um, a friend of mine actually turned me on to cannabis and said, listen, you really need to try this. It'll help you sleep. It'll help you with some other things. And so through, through word of mouth and, and then through trial and error, trusting my friends, I ended up uh, starting to use cannabis. Um, quietly <laughs> secretly back then because yeah. it was illegal and um and and now I'm, I'm really not ashamed to tell people i was willing to do it because it saved my life it, it helped me control my sleeping issues and control my anger issues and really become more functional and better service you know better service to society and a better uh, person in society um, and I wanted to bring that to the masses. I really wanted to educate um, people on cannabis as a medicine, not really cannabis as a party method or a cannabis to get high all the time. Uh, really was more of a purpose-driven cannabis um, mission to help people overcome that which holds them back. And that, so that's how I got into the industry. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of what you said as a patient on the patient level. And... Uh, yeah, there, there's you see that story a lot. Yeah, it's a very common story when it comes to veterans. And thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for your continued service in helping veterans in the community. Which brings me to another question of mine: You have a battle buddy program 
uh, you know, it's a program and a product, right? That's right. All right. Could you tell us a little more about that, uh, maybe for the listeners out there? Because we do have veteran listeners. They have reached out before. So if there's any information you would like to get to them. I'm going to let Nate take this one, but I, I just I can't help but say this is, for me, uh, what I believe everything else trickles down as far as nature's key core values is present in this product. Um, and the really cool part is that it can reach a national base, and we plan on it reaching a national base very, yeah. very soon. Um, so with that being said, I'll let Nate kind of <laughs> dig in more to what exactly Battle Buddy is. So um, Battle Buddy, I'll talk about the product first, and then I'll talk about the community second. But um, Battle Buddy is a passion of mine. Um, it comes, the name comes from the military. It comes from the Army. Mm. The Army, um, d decades ago, started a program called the Battle Buddy Program, and it was designed for new enlistees and soldiers to be assigned a, an accountability partner in the military to, you know, keep track of them as their buddy in life uh, and in service and it's the person that you're supposed to be with in the foxhole or it's the person you're supposed to be with at the chow hall or it's the mm. person you're supposed to be with on the training uh on the training field and it's the person that's there to keep to make sure you stay in line but also to to have your back and you vice versa have their back and keep them in line and and the idea came from for the product really came from that concept because there's so many times that um, me and other veterans have been on the phone trying to talk another veteran off the ledge. Mm. Um, and oftentimes, you know, when those storms creep up in our veterans and they start to struggle with their either their mental trauma or their physical pain, um, sometimes that happens early morning hours or, or really late at night or at times where their battle buddy can't be available. Um, and so we work closely with an integrative uh, cannabis doctor who's been using cannabis in her clinical practice for the um, better part of the last 15 years. And um, I approached her and said, you know, I'm really tired of having to bury soldiers and I'm really tired of having to to hear about the families that are having to, to bury loved ones because this particular soldier or this particular person didn't have an outlet, didn't have the ability to get counseling or didn't have the ability or frankly the courage to go and, and seek help. Um, and for that person that needed a battle buddy in the moment that didn't have one, I wanted to create a battle buddy in their pocket. Somebody, something that they could turn to that would just get them through that minute where they're gonna make maybe a bad decision. Um, so our cannabis doctor gave us a formula that um, that was meant for and has been used in clinical um, practice to treat anxiety and chronic depression. Um, and so Battle Buddy stems from the idea that you can have a buddy in your pocket to get you through that that moment in time where you're really struggling mm -hmm. um, with anxiety or with PTS or with other you know mental health issues that um, rather than taking and making that ultimate decision, you can get through that moment in time and kind of recalibrate and, and move on with life. Um, I'm very passionate about Battle Buddy because uh, we've seen so much success with the people that have tried it. Um, we've given away 20 or almost 25,000 capsules now at this point, um, just giving it away for people to try. And um, the stories we've heard are remarkable. Um, I can imagine. Remarkable. Yeah. Every single week. Um, Every single week. We've heard stories um, from people that literally had guns in their hands oh. who took Battle Buddy and 20, 
five minutes later, they're putting the gun down and they're going to their spouse and saying, I need help. Um, we've had people that uh, have been on you know, chronic anxiety medication for 20 years and they're taking Battle Buddy and now they're, they've reduced the amount of medication they're on or they're completely off of that medication. That's and awesome. And relying yeah. solely on Battle Buddy as a method to uh, manage their, their stress and their anxiety. Um, with that Battle Buddy product and the success that we've seen from it, we created a community called Battle Buddy Nation. And we're really excited about it because we know two are better than one. We know that in the grand scheme of things, a community of people that are um, that are all passionate about solving a, a common problem or a similar problem, they really can do a lot of good in the world. And so we created Battle Buddy Nation to form a community of people that are passionate about helping our veterans, frankly, our first responders, uh, frankly, our healthcare, frontline healthcare mm. providers who have been struggling with pandemic-related stress, yeah. helping them overcome the, that stress and that anxiety to make them more functional in their life and more more, more uh, capable of carrying out their passion. Yeah, that, that's been a war front on its own for our front line. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the, Battle Buddy fits, you know, is what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. Battle Buddy fits with where humanity is right now. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, at no other point in time have, have we ever seen a global issue that affects every single person and is weighing on every single person, whether they admit it or not. And so, you know, this product originally was designed for PTS, but it's it's very fitting with where humanity is at, at this point and where we think the potential of this product can take people. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd piggyback a little bit off of that because we see it we see it play out right now on bigger stages. Um, think back just a f what a year ago when we had the Summer Olympics that was postponed because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you see a huge sports figure like Simone Biles who bows out of a competition because right. of mental health struggles and because of her courage and her vulnerability to step out and say, I'm struggling and I, I need to take some me time to get my mind right before I can really compete at this level right. um, really opens the eyes to a lot of, of people about mental health struggles. Sure. Um, veterans have been dealing with this for decades, hundreds of years. Veterans have gone to war, have come back and struggled with mental health issues, but they don't always get to take a break. They don't always get to go, wait, time out. I need me time. Oftentimes they're required to show up for work and do the same job that's expected of them every time, mm. even if they're just not mentally in the right frame of mind to do it. Even more so, I think a lot of like, well, the veteran dudes, I know I'm not one, but like, you know, they're like they're supposed to be stronger. You know, you're supposed to mm. like, you're, you're used to that stress. It feels like, yeah. You know, so it's expected of you to take that on, you know, like my, yeah, well, even more so, not only are they expected to be stronger, they almost wear it like a badge of honor sometimes, mm -hmm. that they, they are stronger because, by God, we were trained to be stronger. But the reality is we can be as strong as we can be, but we're still human beings. Yeah. We're still human beings. We still feel the same struggles and the same stress and the same trauma. And um, ironically, our brains scientifically don't treat, you know, trauma from a car wreck any different than trauma from war. It's trauma and it's the same no matter what. And it rewires our brains in a way that 
um, changes our behaviors and changes our mindset and changes our actions. And so, you know, Battle Buddy really was a product that we worked closely with our doctor to formulate to bring everybody back into balance. The people that want to use that product can use it to bring their body and their mind back into a state of balance that lets them be more functional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've got a question that veers a little uh, further away from the heavy stuff. Uh, something we ask on every episode, pretty much anybody who comes on, we got to get, we got to collect favorite strains. And I should have told you guys about that in the pre-interview, and I totally forgot. <laughs> favorite strain? Well, I'm kind of a, um, an edible specific guy, and okay. most most edibles Respect. are. Uh, are hybrid type mm. strains, um, but if I had to pick a strain that I would typically uh, more you know lean towards, it would be a sativa type strain. Right. Um, I need the energy. I need of course sort of right. the uplifting part of it, and so um, I would lean more towards a sativa. And I I tend to like a um, a blue dream type strain okay. more than a more than any others. Okay, cool, cool. That's I like different poison personally. So right on. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, um, so I guess my latest fascin- fascination has been some good peanut butter breath. Okay. It seems to be creeping up in the state quite oh, a bit. And, yeah, uh, we've yeah. had some good ones of those <laughs> yeah. lately. So I'm definitely partial to that. And with my back, uh, definitely a good blue dream for a okay. pain management is, uh, is yeah, where I'd go. And then uh, another... I guess the, the biggest question I have is that that stockroom. Like, how does it feel to work in heaven? That was that was pretty <laughs> amazing. Just the boxes and boxes of nature's key stacks. It was yeah, it was great. Oh, you looks like somebody might want your attention. Um, yeah. So for us, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a dream. You know, we every day, and and I don't I don't just speak for myself. You know, we wake up and and feel a big responsibility. Um, we really are. Uh, trying to travel a, what we believe is a bit of a road less traveled um, in this industry as a processor. Um, the standards which we put forth and, and really what we're trying to bring to the attention of uh, people in charge and empower is really meant to better the industry, to further it, um, and to be able to maintain the consistency, reliability, and repeatability that Nature's Key has had since day one. Um, and to that end, you know, I'm really proud of our CEO, uh, Nate, for, for flexing his muscles uh, in his former uh, career path, which 14-year trial lawyer. Um, he knows a lot of people up at the Capitol, mm-hmm. and, and, and with his experience, it's been nice to inject ourselves into those conversations mm-hmm. and try and inform them of what is happening. So I'll let Nate talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think one of the biggest problems um, really plaguing the cannabis industry at the moment is the lack of standardization and yes. the lack of consistency. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. Consistency is what I, your brand, I like, I, your guys, I know what I'm getting every single time. That's what I enjoy about is the consistency of it. Because there are some, it's like, oh, it's this many milligrams, and then it's like, it's... Yeah, uh, it's either nothing or it's like, oh, and so gross, <laughs> and yeah, and you feel like you feel like shit, you know. So like, that's the consistency. That's the word I equate with the brand Nature's Key, honestly. Yeah, well, thank you. And we really pride ourselves in consistency because we know that if people are trying to use um, cannabis as a medicine, that has to be reliable. And if it's not consistent, it's not reliable. I mean, we have all heard of, you know, friends or, or even ourselves that have taken an edible and thought, okay, this is going to work. It's, it's 25 milligrams. And then it doesn't work. And then, yeah. you know, they may take another one or, or they may 
throw their hands up and say, I, I got gypped, right? Yeah. Or we've all heard of the people that have taken an edible and, and, and it was too much. And, yeah, they get locked you in know, the bathroom. They, <laughs> they get the paranoia or they get the, <laughs> the couch lock or they yep. you know, freak out. Um, uh, yeah. So what we've really tried to do is, is level the playing field a little bit and say, yeah. hey, guys, listen, uh, if you want a consistent edible that's going to hit every time and provide the same repeatable experience yeah. every time so that you can rely on it, we've got that product that's for you. That's what I want for my medication yeah you know like that's yeah i have to be able to rely on that absolutely yeah so we we've uh internally um because there's not really standards that have been adopted by the state yet um internally we've set our own standards for making the medicine and um, trying to be at plus or minus five percent of what we say is on the bag which is better than what the fda requires of medicines with big pharma for example um, the fda sets thresholds at plus or minus ten percent we want to be oh, wow. better than that um, we believe cannabis is a better medicine for yeah, people um, and so we've we've have a heightened standard for making sure that our edible products are as consistent if not the most consistent on the market I would say yours and Zen are the only two that I, you know, there's never a concern that personally that I've had. Um, forgive me if I'm talking too long, I'm like the headphone guy, so I can hear myself. <laughs> hear me mumbling or whatever, let me know. But it's uh, it's pretty great. I think that's because you, you had mentioned, Joe, whenever we were going through, you had uh, something like a 90%. Yeah, so I, I think as far as you know our process is concerned, we're, we're really grateful to pull back the curtains and kind of show you guys how we go about making our medicine. Um, and one thing that I told you guys earlier is that you know we don't dose our medicine with less than anything than, than 90%. And there's a reason for that. Um, oftentimes in edibles, it ends up getting kind of the discard pile, the, uh, the it didn't quite pass, so we're going to end up just putting this into an edible because, you know... Uh, we can get away with it. Um, yeah, Nature's it. key does not believe in that by any means. Um, three things with our gummies that, that really people might not know about is that we only have one gram of sugar, no FDNC additives. By that, I mean no red dye number 40, no yellow 120, which are oftentimes triggers for uh, you know, children with seizures, people with gut issues, and lastly, no artificial flavors or coloring. So we really have tried to present the healthiest option available on the market. Um, Having said that, we do use distillate right now, and I, you know, I think distillate has gotten a bad rap. Um, but to be agree. quite honestly, you know, you, you have to have certain products available for certain um, patients that are on a budget, and distillate is the yeah. best source of that possible. Um, but like I said, not all is created equal. We don't dose with anything less than ninety percent. That leads to a better taste profile within our gummy. Um, um, and a the highest quality medicine that we can put in there. We have to put less of it in. So it's a little bit about our process. Speaking of your flavoring, I found that very interesting when we were going through the all natural flavoring. You said you pull the the terpenes from plants to flavor. Yeah. So like Nate said, for for Nature's Key, you guys know our, our brand's built on consistency. Um, where we know cannabis based terpenes are a higher quality of medicine. Um, <laughs> 
our consistency is what's key. So at the moment, we are using plant-based terpenes sourcing from true terpenes. Um, this is able to give us the effect uh, leaning uh, preferences that we prefer within our given product SKUs. Um, having said that, we are working with people currently to stabilize and receive leaders with certain percentages of CBG. CBD, THCV, so that we can bring that same standard uh, within our consistency to our ba future batches that will contain cannabis-based terpenes. That's awesome. I'm That's excited. Cool. Uh, the THCV, I don't know much about it yet, but it's somewhat new to me. But uh, It seems um, like one I would like. I think that's mm. like a sativa. It's I, I always see it connected to like your different poisons and stuff. Maybe I'm misunderstanding that, but that's the association I have. Yeah, so so THCV, the, the biggest thing that we've been hearing the rumblings about in the news is that it uh, has a lot of potential for weight loss um, as an yeah, appetite that's, suppressant that's what it was. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, maybe something. Maybe some in the future that we'll look into yeah there's awesome. a, a dispensary we really like joe's herb cabinet and uh yeah he, he, yeah, he carries uh, some stuff that'll have thcv in it um i didn't know the significance of it at the time but uh i liked i liked the flower yeah. so yeah. It, it, i'm trying to think i had a point i was going to make and that, that one i took is kicking in we're good um the other big question i had was you, you, you hear a lot about, for instance, we, we were on a kick for a while trying to find out what another gummy maker uh, put in their, their different like nighttime and daytime doses. Uh, you just showed us something earlier with um, melatonin, the two milligram dose. Do you have anything on the opposite end of that, either now or coming up, where like along the lines of the, and I've totally spaced the name, the middle one that you showed us on the poster? Uh, the Sativa? Jumpstart. Yeah, Jumpstart. Uh, so as far as that's concerned, um, really what we're leaning into in the new year, um, definitely product innovation, but uh, nature's keys values have, has never changed since day one. We have a phrase here from microdose to mixed dose to mega dose. We have something that can suit any patient's need. Um, and to that end, um, you know, we are focused on future product innovation, but this year, especially after well, almost four years in this market, we are leaning into the can of curious because truly there needs to be some, someone to greet them yeah. and someone to educate them on edibles, the potential of what they can do and how to responsibly take them. So to that end, um, we are continuing to beat our chest about our therapeutic collection. And that's something I just want to uh, kind of explain to your audience because, again, it's very unique to us. Yeah. The therapeutic collection was designed for either the first-time cannabis user and or someone trying to seek a genuine therapeutic uh, means within this medicine realm. Mm -hmm. The base of this formulation is 25 milligrams of CBD, that which is responsible for anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, antipsychotic. From here, we start out with a ratio of 25 milligrams to only one milligram of THC. You might say, Joe, what is that one <laughs> milligram of THC going to do anything good for me? And you know what? In this room, probably not much. But a, for the please. four dozen, mm -hmm. five dozen plus pediatric patients that we serve, um, it's a, the difference between life and quality of life yeah. for them as well as their families. Um, furthermore, for, you know, for example, my 100-year-old grandmother who right. just last year finally said, Joseph, I'd rather die. Um, I'll try anything. Right. You know, for her, I kicked granny off with the 25 
25-1, and she's settling into it, okay? Um, so a very useful utility. And even for our dispensary partners, I say, if, if you know, when you intercept that patient for the first time, if they look like they're gonna go to jail when they're walking in the dispensary, maybe diffuse that situation in the moment. Say, hey, you look, look a little nervous, you know, first timer? Why don't we take, listen, are you willing to take up to three weeks to figure out what your yeah. ideal dose is? Yeah. Okay. What does that do? You know, puts the onus on that patient to say what type of journey they want to have and how fast they want to have it. So uh, if they're a half drink drunk or maybe, you know, sensitive to pharmacology, again, we would want to start them in that 25 to one category right. just to make sure that they don't end up in the closet and never trying <laughs> yeah. this again. Right. Um, from there, we're able to titrate into our award winning 25 to five coming. And this ended up winning the Okie Cup last year or 2020. Um, and we, I refer to it as the bridge. The reason being is because if you cut that gummy in half, you would be left with two true microdoses. Okay, 2.5 milligrams, 2.5 milligrams. Not enough to traditionally cause a psychoactive high for even the first timer, but to feel the implications of being medicated in the body. Um, so a patient could take half of this in the morning half of it at lunch if need be. And ideally that would allow them a bridge to get through to the end of their day okay. when they can have a heavier Medicaid session in the privacy yeah. of their home, you know, don't have to deal with work yeah. actually yeah, getting right. shit done. Yeah. Right. That's, that's um, typically the part that we're in just all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, from there, if, if that doesn't meet your patient's need, they can simply titrate up by another microdose by way of cutting another one of those gummies in half. Yeah. From there, our next skew is our twenty combination 25 to 10 gummy and for us biggest feedback is that 10 milligrams is usually a, a nice sweet spot where people can start out um, usually replacing a cocktail or something at the end of the day and then aiding in sleep um, the feedback that we get is when people try ours they don't get that hangover feeling that they might get right. with other brands and again there's a why behind that we don't sugarcoat okay. and we use a higher quality medicine. Okay. Um, and so again, if that doesn't meet their therapeutic need, they can titrate up to our one-to-one, -one, right. which is most commonly great for pain management. Mm -hmm. And you might say, Joe, that's a huge jump from 10 milligrams of THC to 25. <laughs> Not if you cut that one-to-one -one in half. Okay. In half. So effectively we've created a micro dosing roadmap for a patient to dose into whatever their unique therapeutic need is without going overboard. Okay. And we know that this creates a patient for life for our dispensary partners rather than scaring them away for life. Because right, edibles are the, the, probably more than any other part of cannabis, the, the one that will scare somebody away forever and they'll never want to do it again. Yeah. We hear it every week. We hear it every <laughs> yeah. week and we literally say to those individuals, you are the reason why we've founded that therapeutic collection. How many people do you say they ended up in the hospital because they thought their, you know, heart stopped or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Every every time we talk to anybody who's in the edible space, we always ask them for for uh or I always ask them what their advice is to a new user cuz uh, you don't want them to scare them themselves away from something that can help them and uh, it's always start small but it sounds like you gave them the the, the transitional roadmap and well and, and, and yeah I mean because it's not an exact science guys I mean it's complicated and if anything we're figuring that that aspect out more and more every day but what we do know is that if we start the educational journey with our two majors THC and CBD 
if we can get a patient comfortable from there, then we can really start to broaden that journey and, and get a little bit more specific. But I'm a big believer in starting with the basics. And for us at Nature's Key, we truly do believe that CBD is a part of that foundational journey that can stimulate wellness in your life. If I could ask a production question, Blake, I'm sorry, did you? It, it, so is CBD also obtained from a, a distillate as well? Is it produced in largely the same way? Just out of general curiosity. Yeah? Yeah. Um, for us, we actually use both. Okay. Um, on the CBD side, we use distillate okay. um, <clears throat> in a similar sourcing okay. format to, to THC. But we have, we've also used isolate okay. um, for some of our products. Right on. Um, so there's different different input materials that we use um, all the same quality that Joe talks about um, we don't source anything that's less than 90% and right that's on. because we want to make sure that we're putting the highest quality edible on the market as a patient I appreciate that <laughs> and I say the consistency the consistency is great because uh, like we've kind of touched on earlier uh, Joe you touched on um, I know what I'm getting into. You know, if I got to go to work or whatever, I've got something to do. I know the dose to do to where it's it's not party time. It's medication, but I also in, enjoy the recreational side of things. So later on, I know also how much to take to get there without freaking myself out or anything like that. And uh, I wish we had. I wish I'd known about your products earlier because I had a friend who had tried THC, uh, tried cannabis in general to fight anxiety, and he never f really found what he was looking for in flour or anything like that. Um, but me, I'm not a big edible guy. These other two, they're the they're the edible guys on the show. So I wasn't able to you know guide him to any sort of products like that. I think it would have helped. But he's out of state now, so it's well. <laughs> and, and I mean, a cool part as well is like we don't discriminate. Like you can come over to that therapeutic collection at any point in time and you know for let's face it like I'm on the megadose spectrum as well like uh, I'm a I'm a user I've been a user for a long time tolerance is going to go up and that's happening with a lot of people in this state to those individuals, I challenge you to pick up a jar of our one-to-one. -one. Start stacking that on top of your just straight THC. See what that does for you. I've had people who dose 1,000 milligrams at a time that have been able to cut their dosage in half and have had more profound experiences in the process. Because wow. of the entourage effect with the CBD? Precisely. Precisely. And so, yeah. yeah, with the entourage effect, I just like to say it's like humanity. The more cannabinoids that we introduce into the system, them, the better it is going to work together as a collective whole. That's really interesting. Yeah, I just, man, this is like going to school kind of. <laughs> you guys are really informed. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice to hear everything. Well, well, you know, one of the things I would say, I want to piggyback a little bit off of what, uh, what Brandon said, and that is, you know, a lot of folks have tried an edible and they had the paranoia. Oh yeah. And oh, we yeah. and we know we know through um, studies both in Canada and Israel and, uh, and elsewhere that when when somebody consumes too much delta 9 THC, they they get paranoia. And so there's a lot of misinformation out there especially in the veteran community cuz they're hearing constantly about how cannabis can help um, mitigate some of the symptoms of anxiety and stress and, and PTS. Um, but they're not told that if they can, if they take too much Delta 9, that actually adds to it. It adds yeah. to their stress. It adds to their paranoia. Um, so a lot of times they're they're misled. They go, hey, try cannabis. Here's a 50 milligram edible. Yeah. And that's just going to cause them to go 
you know, be more anxious than they were yeah. before. Whereas with a roadmap to wellness and our therapeutic line, like Joe described earlier, um, they have a way to figure that out without the paranoia, yeah. without going overboard and being, you know, sort of in a headspace that's not not really healthy. Mm -hmm. And uh, since you have laid out this roadmap and made it easier for uh, newer users, I wanted to ask the can of curious. What's the most surprising group like the uh, the because cannabis use is still stigmatized. So who crossed over to the dark side, if you will? Uh, that was very unlikely. So um, this is a great question because it, it shocked me. Um, the most surprising demographic of people that I think uh, have uh, have made this sort of transition and taken the step of empowering their wellness uh, with cannabis are the boomers. Um, yeah. Our boomer crowd. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I thought you would say. The, the boomers out there who have been raised with all the dare programs and all the war on drugs and cannabis is awful. It's going to cause reefer madness. I mean, <laughs> what they got hit with as they were growing up and, and entering the workforce and then raising a family and then ultimately retiring was that cannabis was evil. Mm -hmm. um, the devil's lettuce, yeah. as they say. Yeah. And now in their older age, and they're realizing they got aches and pains and anxiety mm -hmm. and problems, and they're switching over to cannabis and realizing, oh, crap, I've got a great quality of life now. Yeah. This is fantastic. I'm feeling better. I can walk more. I can spend more time with my family. Um, and I'm not high as a kite, and I'm not out, out of my mind. I'm yeah. actually functional and it's wonderful and that's been the most surprising group to me is my grandparents for example or my right. parents saying hey i'm gonna give cannabis a try <laughs> and i was like really mom <laughs> all right i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> it feels like edibles have less of that stigma with them too uh, my in-law like whoa that's gonna have to get cut holy shit pardon my language yeah. somebody i know uh, has gotta try something yeah put the noise Thank you. It's a, but it's a, um, a really good point because, and I think that's largely why um, boomers, the boomer generation, have, have made the switch. Um, they don't want to smell like smoke. Right. They yeah, don't want right. to smell like cannabis. And they, they don't want that stigma associated with mm -hmm. it. And edibles are a discrete method of consumption yep. that doesn't have the smell, that doesn't have quite the effect if you mm -hmm. use it responsibly, um, <laughs> you know, end up on the couch for three weeks. Um it allows them to consume right. and medicate and still you know not let their family or their friends necessarily know about it unless they're yeah. they're more open about their consumption which is cool we'll take them yeah. any way that we can yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, if you want to sneak on in just sneak in that's good <laughs> you can jump on in the circle at any point in time come on no i i think for me like it, and for me, I, I kind of champion the education here, training up our dispensary partners to, to really be the frontline worker in being able to address patients' needs and wants. Um, and in hearing testimonials, um, I think in you know the, the two and a half years I've been here, I'm just continued to be shocked by the pediatric patients that come to us and the the bravery of them, of their families. Um, it's one thing that I knew existed and that, you know, you know, people are affected by, but until they're literally calling you on a weekly basis and saying, I have my kid back, uh, you don't realize yeah. what that means. So the mm. pediatrics for me is, is really, you know, 
what makes me get out of bed every day. Yeah, I want to shout out to the parents out there, too. Um, we have a lot of pediatric patients at Nature's Key that use our therapeutic line to uh, manage their wellness. And, you know, kids don't get to make that decision. That's all made by the parents. And yeah. there are a lot of courageous parents out there who have taken pretty dramatic risks to, to make sure that their children have a high quality of life. Um, the, the pediatric patients are surprising, um, but the parents who have made the choice to, to put their kids on, uh, on low doses of cannabis and mm -hmm. CBD, they really are the champions of, of wellness. Yeah, um, right. They're really taking risks, but they're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And I, I applaud those people. Um, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, and it's, it's really remarkable that what love can do when you, when you um, get your kids on a, on a medicine that works. Yeah, for sure. hopefully we keep seeing positive you know, effects from it and that stigma goes away, you know, that, that we're stuck. <laughs> yeah. There's there's I'm a not, point to that I always I always like to point out for listeners sake here is just, uh, I want to cut in Blake I'm sorry just for the audience to be clear I was not laughing at ill children I was laughing at Floyd and Blake wrestling for the microphone a little bit and like Blake was pulling it away from yeah. Floyd and that was that was the laugh very out of context my apologies uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I like to always point out when we get to talking about uh, this subject is because recreation always comes up, and I know there's going to be a push for recreational use, and that's uh, one thing I don't want to see in this state is uh, some other states that have gone from medical to recreational, they've kind of left their, pediat their pediatric uh, patients behind because there's no longer a medical program, and they're not of the age to... Uh, consume recreationally so that would be a caution i would uh, put out to the listeners w when using your vote i would uh we're definitely completely there with you brandon i, I think one of the whys of our company and who we are right now is is to truly champion preserving medical products in this state yeah. because to your point every state that has come before us has started out as a medical state has transitioned into recreational and those patients are left behind. Why? Because the quality and the standards are lifted. You don't have to be as specific. You don't have to be pharma grade quality like nature's key medicine is. Um, and again, the patient suffers. So right now our efforts up at the Capitol is really bringing awareness to this um, and trying to preserve that for the patients of this state. Yeah, I piggyback a little bit. Um, I would say that, you know, nobody in this room is opposed necessarily to a recreational market so long as there's yeah. a medical component to it. And right. I think yes, yes. I think that's the real focus is that some people, well, you're just against recreational. Well, no, that's not true. But we are for protecting patients yeah. and protecting medicine. And we know just by the nature of economics and the nature of capitalism in America oh, yeah. that when products can be made on a recreational basis at a lower cost, it's very hard for uh, medical companies to compete, um, even though their focus is different, even though their focus is on medical and not recreational. And so we're hoping and, and really pushing hard for um, Oklahomans to keep a medical program. Um, it's more beneficial for patients. It's frankly more beneficial for our healthcare systems. Right. Um, 
like I mentioned earlier, you know, we've seen reductions in medication. We've seen, com, you know, people completely get off medication. Um, and that's that's always going to be better for them going to the doctor and not spending as much money on health care as, mm-hmm. as we do in this country if there's a medical program. And that's a big if, because as we've seen across the country, when states go uh, recreational, oftentimes their medical programs die yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. patients lose at that point. And, yeah. and we don't want to see that. It did. It happened in Oregon. And we don't, we don't want to see that. We, we want to see Oklahomans thrive and succeed and really um, rise above. And we have an opportunity in this state to do that. Um, and we know that we've got uh, good legislators and good administrative leaders that are, are, are championing this effort. Um, and we're, we're helping them champion it because we want to protect patients' rights to good quality medicine. And the, and the right to use because, uh, you know, the P- Parents become criminals when the uh, medical right. system or, or the, is, is gone, and they become criminals for giving their children medicine. I didn't even think and about that. that's, that's right. what we need to avoid. That's well, right. And, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to hop in and, and really tell you guys about something that we're really excited about that we've yeah. been building for the past year, which is a way to possibly quantify what that journey is for that patient. And so what we've done is uh, we've partnered with a company called Embody 360 and they've been around for about 15 years and leverage uh, applications to help healthcare professionals connect with their patient. Um, so what we've done is we've effectively built a PMP system, prescription monitoring platform system, for the cannabis industry. And uh, in the coming months, we're going to be uh, conducting some observational trials um, with people that we hope you know might be listening on this podcast today uh, to try and help with sleep, but also uh, with Battle Buddy. So Battle yeah. Buddy and our Sweet Dreams product are going to be the first couple trials that we do. Um, you'll have the ability to download that app to track your consumption and track your meditation, track your exercise, track your diet if you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll be able to utilize metrics like smartwatches. So what is this able to do? You know, say say I'm someone who is attempting to use cannabis, you know, for weight loss or something like that. In the future, we hope that you'll be able to clock when you take that edible, track your workout, and be able to put that analytical data up against when you are not consuming. That's cool. That's yeah. a good idea. Well, and not only that, what can that also do? That can help those parents who, again, are being incredibly brave to be able to prove to the people who are tra- probably coming to them yeah. and saying, you're you know, demonizing your kid, you're doing this, you're doing that, to physically show them, tell me that, that you can quantify <laughs> this better than me. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm at, I I track all my stuff like always. Me and Blake both do. I think like all our exercise, our food, all that. So that I don't know if I'd be sad by how much weed I'm using. Yeah. So, I'm, so, oh. Sounds like we got two new candidates. Yeah. 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 I'm a, is I really don't want to track how many. Of those I'm a data nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I track everything: sleep, workouts, consumption. I track all of it. And what's remarkable is. Um, I've actually seen improvements in right. my performance and my workouts and my ability to, you know, the weights I lift, the, the mm-hmm. amount of miles I run or the amount of miles I bike. I've seen an improvement in that when I consume cannabis as a performance enhancer because um, yeah. it, it really is. It really is a performance enhancer. But a lot of people don't know that because they oftentimes don't track it. Yeah. Um, the application that Joe's talking about. 
really empowers people, puts the power of their wellness at their fingertips yeah. where they can track, trace, and monitor their consumption for yeah. the optimizing their performance. Yeah, it's the only thing I've ever found that works. Like, I personally, I've lost, like, I think close to 160 pounds just by tracking everything, you know, like, at that, until I started getting serious wow. with that and, like, taking responsibility at that's the only thing that works. So yeah, this, this sounds great. Well, that's it's, remarkable. Yeah. And congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, it rules. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Something yeah. like it. That's amazing. THCV, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we basically helped everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Accomplish something. Cannabis, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Never. So uh, if, if you haven't gotten the point yet, dear listener, yeah. cannabis is a pretty good yeah, thing. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, we're getting to about our 45 minute point. That's why I keep popping up and checking the clock. And um, I'm curious while well, we're getting here close to the end of the segment, if there's anything you mentioned, some new products you wanted to bring up. Is there anything like that at all that we haven't hit? Yeah. So uh, we'll make an announcement about our thousand milligram chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we uh, ended up coming out with yeah, our purpose driven thousand milligram bar. And again, like we said, guys, you know, we're here to serve the patient at any level in their journey. I'm not here to discriminate. I just want to guarantee that the hard-earned money that you take to purchase our product is going to get you to where you yeah. want to be every single time, repeatedly, reliably, and consistency. So to that end, our 1,000 milligram chocolate bar worth of purpose has a 60 milligram CBG booster in it. And so nature's key, again, trying to be an educator always first. This is an opportunity for our bud tenders to explain to our patients that CBG is an amazing antiseptic. It's also considered the mother cannabinoid when a plant starts growing in its infancy it starts out as CBG and then branches into the all the other amazing things that it becomes. So uh, there was actually an Oregon State University study that came out when we dropped this product. Um, and that study concluded that CBG in its unactivated c format can combat COVID. So, yeah. um, you know, why not do that along with getting Medicaid? Right. That might sound familiar <laughs> because uh, we hit on that a few episodes ago there, listener. So yeah. it's all time together yeah full circle that's awesome now the, the 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 chocolate bar where can we expect to find this i'm personally very excited about the chocolate bar yeah so uh i know right down the street from from here at evergreen uh they have it freshly in stock uh definitely go to your weed maps leaf link uh check out where you can find it at your local dispo for sure and thanks for breaking that that's awesome we we're, we talk about the jacked up bar all the time so yeah this is exciting yes real, real chocolate here folks imported oh belgium uh, with a high fat content that again allows that medicine to be displaced evenly and equally throughout the bar so that you get the same guaranteed results I was sold in Belgium chocolate. So. <laughs> yeah, when we were in the kitchen area, when I was, I was like, oh god, it's just all in there. I was like, oh man, looks yeah. so good. It's probably going to be a cycle for me, like a repeating cycle, because I've got a big sweet tooth. Yeah. So now a very good tasting chocolate bar as well. Oh man. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, uh, Joe, Nathan, thank you very much for coming on. Was there anything else that we've missed or that we've not gotten? Yeah, I was going to say the only thing uh, that we'd love for you to do is hop on social media, uh, join our Instagram page, which we're really pushing to have a, a whole bunch of educational videos come out this year. They are in queue. So live nature's key is going to be our hashtag there. Um, and then as far as where you can come out, see us in person, we will be showing up at Canacon this year. That's okay. always where we go big. Uh, uh, and we'll have some pretty amazing announcements happening at that time as well. Okay. Um, maybe look out for future.
future announcements about a little segment on us uh, in a series called Pioneers of Cannabis, which is actually going to be airing nationally at the end of March um, and available on Hulu and Roku. Nice. So, yeah, we're oh, really awesome. excited about that. Wow, I'm looking right forward on. to that now. <laughs> All right, yeah, thank you very much. Guys, yeah, thanks for much for your time. time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we're back. It's been long enough that I don't remember a damn bit of that interview besides the basics, so I'm looking forward to editing it and actually hearing it for the first time later. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, I'm, okay, I'm same. <laughs> was I there? I, I remember the battle buddy thing. That was, well, you guys just heard it, so we don't need to tell them about it. It's well, like time traveling. I, yeah. Well, the one thing I do want to put on there about the battle buddy is that um, when we were talking with Joe and Nathan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we were talking with them, I had mentioned to them that I had a friend, you know, that uh, had anxiety problems and stuff. And I wish that, uh, that I knew about their products. Well, I'd seen that friend recently. I don't have an update on whether or not their CBD stuff works, the battle buddy, because uh, uh, he hasn't tried it yet, but. I am waiting on that because I do know someone who has got the anxiety issues and stuff. And that's what that yeah. stuff was targeted for. Yeah, I, used be a big I, like, I used it and I liked it a lot, actually. And so if, if you're listening, Nature's Key, uh, yeah, I'll give you an update once I hear back. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, shit. Sorry, I haven't cleared my throat at a bad time. Um, what are we doing? Off the rip, right? Yeah, off the rip, the, <laughs> the segment where, uh, you know, ideas or whatever, you know, you just think of something you want to, you want to throw us a little question or questiony poo <laughs> when you're high or whatever, throw it at the email, the socials, all that, um, which is, you know, at smoking Okies pod pretty much everywhere, you know, and Gmail for the email, <laughs> fucking uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Just Google us. You'll find us. We're consistent as fuck totally we told we forgot to do it on the <coughs> opening so here's the little tiny rundown one and i think uh maybe the tail end the cap and cap has it maybe but it's yeah good hi ideas do you have any i think i have one Ooh. written down i'm interested to hear those ones you got written down okay i have two one of them's pretty quick it's just uh i heard this and i thought it was so funny <laughs> all right if i were to weigh 99 pounds and i ate a pound of nachos I would be 1% nachos. Wow. That's a good one. <clears throat> I'm considering this now, man. And it, so as your body takes that and, you know, turns the food into useful energy, you really do become a percentage of nacho. That's kind of blowing That's, my mind. Until you shit it out. Yeah. Because now you ate a pound of food, whatever food you ate brings you up to hundred pounds. So 1% of you is that food until, you know, you get rid of some. I would like to know, I think we talked about this before, <laughs> what percentage of my body is weed? Oh, yeah. If you had a one, if you weighed 99 pounds and you ate a one pound weed brownie, <laughs> you would pound. be 1% weed brownie. Yeah. If you fucking weighed 99 pounds and ate a gummy that big, you, uh, I think your next stop might be the hospital or the mortuary. Oh. <laughs> be the first cannabis OD. I guess my OTR here is... Uh, if you wanted to make your body 1% of any food, what would it be? <laughs> well, did you know that your body is like 1% to 3% uh, uh, like bacteria? Ew. Like it's bacteria. 1% oh. to 3% of your body mass is bacteria on your body. Like I thought it was more like a third, like 30%. 
no oh no that's our that's the dna in your body yeah like the, the dna in your body you only is like 33 percent of it is yours or some shit isn't that oh, fucking crazy to think about all those tiny things living on you just like on your eyebrows and your nose and your mouth and your hands like oh your gut in your butt <laughs> on your nuts yeah <laughs> all in between they don't front jack i got bugs on my balls <laughs> <laughs> many millions of them oh man yeah, fuck God. you, Dr. Seuss. We could totally write a book. <laughs> I'm thinking about that now, and I'm grossed out. I don't want to see all the fucking components making me up. I'm good with this whole piece. I forget yeah. what I was watching last night where it came up, and I was like, oh, fuck, gross. Well, Floyd, we know the 1% that you would take for food would be hot dogs, because you're the hot dog man. Hot dog man. <laughs> oh, man. What, was, what was that other one you had? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This was a high thought I or uh, off the rip. I literally had, uh, you know, just five minutes before we got on here. It says, I just realized that when someone's like cooking a cake in the oven, like uh, um, parents used to tell me that you, you had to be quiet and not stomp around and all that stuff, or it would make the cake like fall through or like like flatten or whatever going yeah and i just fucking realized that was one of those lies they tell kids to make them shut the fuck up right no that's true so, like if it's cooling on the counter you can totally make it collapse i've never had that happen but i don't bake maybe maybe from, amanda has from being else. loud not being loud but like stomping around and like fucking stomping into what the fuck you mean Listen, stomping around I'm a you're causing an baker. earthquake in your house have you ever seen jurassic what? park come on now come the fuck on now that was a lie to get Are kids you call my grandmother a fucking liar i am i guess i just realized it before you did oh marjorie would whip your ass oh my god hey okay guess what the pool doesn't actually turn colors if you pee in it <laughs> <laughs> no they have stuff that does though right i think they do now uh yeah i for any children it. listening out or there, I guess wife. they do have a chemical now that turns purple when you pee in the pool. And I guess there are cakes now that just fall if you're loud. Yeah. It says that for whatever reason, a chemical like that wouldn't work because it would have too many false positives, which takes, I take that to mean we're covered in things that make piss all day. <laughs> uh, so now we know about the swimming pool. So the off the, the off the rip was, uh, you know, it's another lie like that, that, uh, you know, you realized as an adult, you're like, fuck, my parents lied to me about that to get me to shut the fuck up or something. There are a bunch of good ones. And I'm trying to think of them because I know that I've had a bunch of those realizations myself. The car light in the car thing, I might have said that once, but now I'm a dad and I'm you shut that fucking light off while I'm driving at night. So I get that. <laughs> that was not a lie. The yeah, dumb light. Was, yeah, yeah, it is a distraction. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, go ahead, boys, no, uh, my parents told my brother, I remember all you know, growing up to like, if you drink Kool-Aid, if you got stung by a bee, it made it quit hurting. And he fucking believed that as an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I can't, I'm, I need to think of some cons to pull in my kid. That's uh, half the fun of parenting. Yeah. Oh man. I remember the poop store. That one. <laughs> The poop store was a good one. Yeah. For listeners, yeah. we used to we used to try to convince my 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 son, who I won't name because it's a weed podcast, that there was a place called the poop store where you could go to get various types of shit. And he's a real logical kid. So he didn't take it well and always get very mad about the poop store. And that made it hilarious to us. 
and yeah, that's the poop store. So then, it, but the thing is, is it went on longer and longer because of the way he thinks and wants proof and stuff started making false proof and like finding, you know, just signs that say poop store and stuff and showing them to him. So <laughs> I think for a while he wasn't sure if the poop store was real or not. There was, there was a sign on the internet you could find that said like poop shop. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm... <laughs> Here's one that's, it's not really a lie to keep quiet, but it's kind of funny. I'm just ripping this off from a place called Bored Panda. It says, <laughs> my dad said if I could look after a special growing rock and watered it each day until it stopped growing, I could get a dog. I watered it each and every week. And while I was at school, he just replaced it with a slightly bigger rock. <laughs> funny. Oh, man, I need a kid. I need someone to fuck with like that. Oh man, you can use mine. It's great. <laughs> yeah, but logistically, it's hard. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing we should mention, um, Blake, you brought this up at the beginning or before the call. I'm glad we remembered it. Um, this is the final episode of our season one. Oh and yeah. Do you want to carry that? Sorry, go right ahead. Oh, just this is the the cap to season one. I mean, we're coming up on the year mark, pretty close here. Mm. You know, and uh, what better way to cap it off than with I don't know, probably one of the best interviews we've had. Oh, yeah. That's and uh, with a good company. So there's not much else to say. There's going to be a little slight break, I guess, maybe, you know? Like maybe a week, maybe yeah. probably two at most. We're just going to figure yeah. out some new content for y'all. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're not leaving. But, uh, you know, it's been a year. So it's time to reflect on what we've learned and uh, figure out what to do going forward, hopefully, to cater you know, better content for the audience, you know, keep it, get that banger consistency higher, you know, <laughs> sort of shit. Uh, we, we had a good streak going there for a minute too. I guess this episode kind of continues it. So whenever season two starts, we will keep up with that. And that rock will keep rolling. Floyd, mm -hmm. did I talk over you? Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm fucking high as shit. I'm just spacing out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm good. I'm pretty high too. I don't know what else to say. This is the end of season two. That's where I won. We're going to try to, yeah, season one. Some, some new stuff in season two. It'll be fun. Good times. Yeah. Smoking Okies 100 years forever. I think there'll be some. 100 years smoking Okies. <laughs> I used to have a pretty decent Rick impersonation, but I'm afraid of being sued by those guys. There's a dude on Insta. They seem too happy. Oh, yeah. yeah they, you, you have to whenever every fucking carnival ride and like weed brand and like sketchy yeah. gas station cigarette pack wants to have like a poorly drawn Rick on it. It's like the new Calvin. Uh -huh. <laughs> fucking Simpsons. <laughs> oh, cool so, guys. yeah. Yeah. I'm all fine with, you know, doing the Louie, but no Rick. That was an impression. Sorry. <laughs> what? I, what was that that noise something took over me just now <laughs> um yeah so into season one we'll catch you in season two with more consistent awesome content ow, ow. now where the fuck are my sunglasses is that what we're looking for should i go look for my sunglasses all right where the fuck are my sunglasses Smokin' Okies is Oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast, starring Evan Wade and Brandon Blake, brought to you by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. We want to talk about your business. 
Reach out to podcasts at smokinokiespod.com for commercial opportunities and more. And if you'd like to interact on a more personal level, get in touch with us at our website, smokinokiespod.com, and join the Discord for even more discussion. There's a big link there. You can't miss it. Smoke and Okies does not produce, provide, or sell cannabis products in any capacity. That includes buying weed for you. Seriously, fuck off with that shit.